This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good evening. Oh, no one's here yet. Started to do a Superman impression. Then we went with 2-2 and then off to the... Alright, Mickey, how you doing? Alright, Mickey, how you doing? Good evening, welcome to the live interactive fan show. Um, we are going to be, um, for the first 15 minutes or so today, we will be getting a Coventry uh, fan on, who I will invite to speak there, and my two co-hosts will be handed over to them very shortly, which will be the one and only... Joe, good evening, Joe. Oh, he will be there. And and Chris. Hi, Mickey. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, right, we are joined today by uh, Glenn from the Sky Blue Um TV channel, which is obviously a Coventry podcast. So before we will uh, open up to you guys, um, we will be speaking to Glenn for the first 15 minutes or so. Um, so anyway, as I said, I'll be sitting in the background. This show is going to be uh, hosted by Chris and Joe, who you know from the podcast. So without further ado, uh, Chris, Joe, over to you. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Glenn, how you doing? You all right? Um, I've been better. <laughs> Listen, mate, I, I think you, you can be quite proud of your, well, at least your first 20 minutes uh, performance of yesterday's game. Um, it, it, it kind of got, you know, I think we got back into it. Obviously, we went 2-2 and then obviously the red card or second yellow, if you like. Um, you kind of knew the right was on the wall at that point, didn't you, I guess? Yeah, it was, it was, it's a weird game because you don't mm. expect to be 2-0 up at the den. 
you guys are normally pretty solid. Um, and then we're 2-0 up, pretty much coasting. Not re- You look a bit shaky. You've had you've lost Mason Bennett. And then our keeper's decided to do a Superman impression and give it a goal, <laughs> which he doesn't normally do. He's normally one of the most sensible keepers, like the lad you've got in goal. He's normally... I saw quite a lot of stick for Simon Moore on your um, on your Twitter feed saying um, saying about how he, he let you down. Is he is he um, you saying there? Is he usually quite reliable, or is he is he prone to the odd clanger? He's not really prone to the odd clanger. He's normally pretty solid. At the start of last season, he was probably one of the best goalkeepers we've had since probably going back to Kevin Westwood. He was brilliant at the start of the season. He made some cracking saves that won us games. He made a triple save against Middlesbrough when it was nil-nil, which again, we went on to lose. But the first two games of the season he's played, he's come out for crosses and got nowhere near them twice. Um, but the problem is his backup goalkeeper had an absolute shocker on on Wednesday night in goal um, in goal against uh, Bristol City. He was at fault for all four goals. So, yeah, we... We weren't very good, but he made a couple of good saves. He, he was unlucky with the second goal. Obviously, he's got a touch on it. And then it's foul to Honeyman, who looked offside, but I think he wasn't from what I've heard. So, yeah, it, it's weird. We've been pretty solid in pre-season and now we're shipping goals for fun. Yeah, he, he seems to make a really good double save, if I remember, in the first half as well, from, from, from close range. I think you must have, if you were there, I think it was just beneath where, where you sat, um, at that side of the pitch. Do you remember that? So, it was a double save... That he made. Um, yeah, I wasn't there. I watched. I watched it. Um, on the oh, okay. Screen. So yeah, I wasn't there. But no, he's he's a good shot stopper. But there is a question mark against him. He's, he's been a bit of a serial number two, <laughs> most of the, uh, and but he's he's a good number one. But yeah, I think goalkeeper is somewhere now. It's like alarm bells are starting to ring. Just yeah, I think he would try. I think Robin made a point in the press that if you come to, uh, if you come to Millwall, you've got to try and dominate them. And I think maybe that was why he came for the cross. He was trying to be a bit clever and, and kind of make yeah. you guys think I, I, I'm going to come and make, I'm going to come and get this one as a statement of intent. And maybe you yeah, absolutely. I do, I do find I do find Glenn um, weirdly. I mean, everyone yeah looks at the, the, the den as a very intimidating place for away teams to come to. But under um, Gary Rowett, um, surprisingly, I think he likes to play with a little bit more of a calming sort of um, stance. I mean, very rarely do you see our players kind of getting. You know, red carded or, or bookings, not like how it used to be in the old days under Neil Harris and and, and, and previous managers from, from that. So I think that kind of stigma sort of stuck with us a little bit. And then what you find, ironically, is that the away teams turn up and they're ultra aggressive. They're, they're very um, sort of high in te- play high intensity. They're, they get stuck in, and you can only imagine this is what they've been told literally minutes before walking through the tunnel. Listen, guys, you got to really up your, your game here. Show them who's boss. And uh, what I've noticed at Den, more often than not, you do get a lot of um, the away teams getting sort of players getting carded and and, and sent off and so forth. And I, I felt that you boys were quite quite aggressive, you know, um, brilliant on the eye. I mean, me and Chris were talking about this before, you know, the, the, the passing, the movement, the one touch stuff you're doing was unbelievable. Um, looked really good, for, for, even even with ten players. Um, yeah. Sometimes that is a little bit of a downfall for away teams coming in. They think they need to up, up the intensity and the aggression. But sometimes that kind of bites from the bum a little bit. Do you do you feel that's a sort of a, a, a kind of correct overview? Was, was that how you normally play normally? Would you say? No, we get stuck. We get stuck in. We 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 we're not a dirty side. We pro- uh, but then I wouldn't say. I looked at the cards. There was probably seven cards, and and a red, and probably the only tackle two 
arguable tackles you look back on was probably the one Shackleton did on Hamer by the touchline. Maybe that would be more of a big deal would be made about it because it's a scissor tackle. And then there's one Bidwell's gone in on your lad and he's gone stud showing. But I mean, that's Mm -hmm. Premier League was. I don't think there was a bad tackle in it. I think the second one Hamer's got off, got sent off for. Yeah, it's a yellow, but it, it's a soft yellow. He's just running. It's soft. It, it, yeah. it's, not, it, it's not. It's not a bad challenge. It's more. I'm trying to win the ball back, and I'm not going to get the ball, and I should pull out. And he's just like shoulder barge lad. But he's took the lad out. He's clean. He's he's going on a break. You're always going to get carded for yeah. it. Hamer's like that most of the time when he gets normally range he behaves himself. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird game because like I said there's seven yellow cards. But Think it was particularly dirty, Gap. No, no. I think I think with with the Hayer incident, Claire, I think um he had a few little niggly little fouls he was given away here and there. I think had he just made those two bad fouls, maybe the referee knowing that he's on a he's on a yellow already might have overlooked that one. Um but I think there was a there was a, a you know a few sort of fouls he was given away, a few little late late sort of tackles where he didn't get booked. Maybe that was just the point where you know again the home supporter are there that they're, they're shouting and chanting for him to get sent off, and of course. Reveries probably probably um, reacted to that slightly, but you know, with the heat as well, Glenn. I mean, you know, the players gonna gonna lose their heads a little bit. Aren't they, it's, it's Jesus. I, I was sitting in the shade watching it, and I was I was roasting. So, God knows what it's like, you know, being on pitch side under the sun. You know, it must have been absolutely uh, terrible for them. You know. Yeah, like I said, it, it, it. I think Hamer. The one thing he does is he back chats a lot with the ref if he feels mm. he's a decision, and that's something a lot of English. Referees don't don't like you. Yeah. But the thing is, like I said, you guys are very good at that. Ten out of the last thirteen you've won. That's the first time in a long time we threw a two goal lead away. I think mm. going twelve years or so. Um and I've got to take you hats off to you credit. I think as much as I think Cov wanna say Cov threw it away, I think you've got to give Millwall credit. Two nil down. Glenn, that's that's one question. Fun. Glenn, I, I wanted to put your brains on that actually. Um, I, w- I wanted to put your brains on this and you, you sort of brought it up so I'll, I'll go into it now um, I did like a post-match review yesterday and speaking to a few Millwall fans we we felt like we walked away from that game thinking how did we win it like you were 2-0 up coasting uh, could have been more felt like deja vu for us against Sheffield United because they went 2-0 up obviously missed the penalty for the third um, and we felt well, here we are again and, and you were really easy on the eye Victor Gorkares is one of the most dominant players I've seen down Millwall for a long time from an op- opposition perspective. And then we come out and win the game 3-2. And we're thinking, how have we done that? Do, do you think it was a case of actually um, you threw it away? Or was it that actually we showed resilience and strength and got ourselves back in the game? I'm just trying to, from your perspective, where you think it went. I think 2-0 in the Championship is always dodgy score. I mean, I can think of a few games last season where we t- where we were 2-0 down. Um, Blackburn away is when we're 2-0 down. Pretty much same situation as you guys were in, getting absolutely trounced. Um, not looking like we could string two passes together, dominated, and we got a 2-2 draw out of it. Then I can think of other games where, like Swansea at home, where we've gone 2-0 down um, and probably should have got something in. We didn't. I think 2-0 in the Championship's always a tough score and like I say you guys are a very very good championship side and anyone anyone going to the Den it, a point or any result at the Den I mean we spoke to a couple of our guys spoke to Mickey on um, Thursday and basically we said we take a point there and then and I think if it finished 
I probably would have been reasonably happy on it. I think the irony was we were on top and having good chances, looking well, and then we just kind of just not defended the ball. It's dropped and Savile's finished it and he locked scoring against us, as mm. Honeyman does as well. So, yeah. Yeah, Glenn, it's lovely to have the um, the, the very kind sentiments um, said about us. What we really, really appreciate. Just to kind of return the favour. I know, um, yeah, there's a few players that impressed um, us, me all supporters, including myself and Chris. And uh, one of the players, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name because yeah, Chris talks about him quite quite often. Is your Swedish uh, forward who uh, used to play for Brighton? I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have a go at saying this. Is it Gaia Carez or Gio Carez? Yokerez, I think you say. All oh, right, I, I was wrong both times. Then, um, I mean, he, he looked a threat. I mean, I mean, he looked Premiership quality. It's it's amazing how he couldn't really make it for Brighton. I, I think he went out and loaned into a couple of clubs. Was it Swansea before yourselves? Um, and then you yeah. signed on a firm afterwards. I mean, he's a decent player, isn't he? Oh, he's he's class. I mean, he went to Swansea and unfortunately he had COVID, and he never really got a look in there. Um, he come to us. Didn't really do much. I think he scored an odd couple of goals. Um, then he played a reserve game at Leamington and played really well, scored a couple of goals. Um, and then came on, we were 2 or 3 nil down, I think, against QPR away. We're absolutely playing rubbish. He, play, he played that game, come on second half, did really well. And ever since then, he's looked a different player. He's come back last season and just started like a house on fire. He's really good. Um, basically, you struggle to find anyone who will match him. I mean, and you guys, you've got some really good defenders. Creswell's obviously quite highly thought of. Uh, Moby Wallace. I mean, a lot of your lads, Cooper's an experienced championship defender. And yeah, I, he, he regularly gives most people a run. If he gets he gets them on the turn, he'll do it. The only criticism probably is his end product. He got in a few times and there was no real end product. Maybe took the extra touch, but he's, um, he's really good. The interesting thing would have been if Hamer hand got sent off what Robbins would have done. I think you you might have seen go to a back four yeah. a bit wider. And that would have meant give us an opportunity to have a go at the game. But we're playing quite well. Down to 10 men, not really. Go attacking on it, but yeah, um, I think the lad who a lot of the cough fans rate is it Bury who came on for Bennett, Tyler Bury. Yeah, what did you think of him, Glenn? Um, he looked really pacey, um, and I know he, he was hard to get off the ball. He's not someone I've really heard of, but yeah, he's I guess is he a youngster who's come through your side, or is he a signing? Yeah, well, I mean. Bit of a hybrid, really. He, um, we signed him a couple of years ago from AFC Wimbledon, so he didn't come for our academy, um, but we signed him into our sort of under twenty three setup, and he, he sort of come in. I think um, speaking on, it's just my view of him. He that was probably his best performance for us. Um, he's got it all in his locker, as you saw. You know, he's he's, he's quick. Um, he makes people commit fouls, and he, he wins free kicks, corners. He um, is quite strong. And he's he's got a little bit of everything. The, the challenge is, is he came on in the right environment yesterday, which was kind of like nothing to lose, um, kind of go for it. Can he do that consistently? Because we've not seen it enough. There's been games where he just looks lost and doesn't touch the ball. Um, he's just signed a new contract. So hopefully 
Um, whether he sticks around for the first team squad based on yesterday, will or we loan him out, um, it's a big sort of year or two ahead of him because he, if he can get the right attitude and find some consistency, I think he could be a very, very good player at this level. Just to mention one of the other players, um, a player for yourself, a guy called um, Jamie Allen that caught the eye, number eight um, for yourself, uh, Glenn. Um, I think you signed him was it a, couple, a couple of seasons ago from um, Burton. Burton? Yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, he's, he's a sort of decent, not young, young player. What do you, you make of him? Um, he's pretty hit and miss. He, he he does a lot of good stuff, but his probably end product in terms of goals is probably not as good as it should be. Uh, him mm. and O'Hare together, maybe playing behind a Vic or a Matty Godden, is a good little pairing, especially away from yeah. home. Gives us that little bit of midfield stability that we probably haven't had. We were maybe just a bit too open. We don't really mm. have a natural defensive midfielder um, on it. Um, and that that's probably where you guys kind of just exploited us and we were a bit too open a few yeah. times because it's not really Hamer's suit. And Ben Chief good defensive midfielder, but he's probably not the old experienced head. No, we? you're right, exactly. Yeah. i tell you what, a bit of an honourable mention for, um, is it Jake Bidwell, your, uh, your left wing back? I mean, if there was ever a, a Mill-type player that we can nick off you, I mean, he would be it. I mean, he was, yeah, I don't know how it was It was on the pitch side. It must have been absolutely roast, like I said before, but he was everywhere. He was up and down. He was he was aggressive. He was winning tackles. He was, he was getting forward. He was quick. A thick guy. Where'd you get him from? Uh, we got him off Swansea um, yeah. January on a free. He's been a bit hit and miss because he's, he's a wing-back, but he's not a wing-back who's going to bomb by people. He, he's kind of, you've got to play little passes and maybe have someone in front of him so he can do an overlap. But he came on second half against Bristol, did really well. Um, and yeah, he did well again again yesterday for you guys. Obviously, we've got another lad who's on loan from Crystal Palace, Teo Adoromla. But yeah, he looked a bit out of sort of out of his depth against Bristol City and got absolutely roasted. But Cool. No, uh, but he's, he's a player. Yeah, he's a good player. I like McFadzian as well. I've always quite liked him. I know he popped up with one of your goals, um, but he's he always seemed fairly good at this level. I it, I just wanted to sort of ask you uh, two two questions, Glenn. Uh, first one is, for me, your first eleven's pretty strong uh, and I think is something that could be challenging around the top six, but maybe a bit of lack of depth. Uh, I just wanted to see what you thought on that and, and, and where you think you possibly need to, to strengthen. That's the first question. And then the second one, I've got to ask you, what's going on with your pitch? Uh, well, in terms of depth, I think if we had Liam Kelly and Cam, uh, Callum O'Hare, that would probably give us that little bit of depth on the bench that we need. We'd have that bit of experience to close out the games. Fortunately, we've mainly recruited youngsters. Um, where uh, We've tried a bit with experienced um pros. We've got Todd Kane in, who worked for a bit, but then he's a bit of a bad apple and that's just kind of not worked out and he's gone his own way. We've dabbled a bit in the in the foreign market. I mean, I know you guys at Millwall have done that a bit. It's not really worked with any of the foreigners aside from Hamer. So we've had to really go for Premier League loanies. So we've obviously got Callum Doyle, who's quite young, um, but he's obviously got potential. Panzo, who's pretty good, but he hasn't played a lot of football. Obviously, we've got Adoramola, who's not played really much any championship experience. So, yeah, um, I think most of us expected that we'd lose one of the big three. We haven't yet. Obviously, O'Hare's not going to go anywhere because I don't think he'll play before the transfer window comes open. Hamer, 
I think kind of the clubs that have been linked with him have kind of gone off the way. Um, and Victor, I don't really know. I, I mean, I keep hearing Everton, Southampton. I think he could do a job in the Premier League, um, but I, I, I don't know whether he's, he's got a certain club in mind that he wants to go to. Uh, and, and the pitch, uh, the pitch situation, Glenn. Just before we kind of um, bring the uh, the Mill supporters on to um, ask you a few questions and uh, have a chat with us, uh, what's the situation there at the moment? Uh, the pitch is basically unplayable and unsafe for football. That is the long and short of it. Basically, wow. uh, it it won't be played on. There is our game obviously Tuesday night is off. Uh, there is literally no chance in how that Saturday's game will be played at the CBS against Huddersfield. So there is a slim chance we may be able to reverse it to Huddersfield. Um, so we are going to potentially go up to the 31st of August and have not played an actual home game. So the next home game is Preston. And even then, there's a massive question mark whether the pitch will be ready for them because Ross basically won't pay to relay it. They, they were supposed to relay it this summer, um, changed the mind in June. And then the EFL, being the EFL, said we couldn't play all our games away from home. Irrespective of that, the pitch has been ruined by the Commonwealth Games. Mm. How frustrating. How frustrating. Craig, um, uh, sorry, uh, Craig's waiting to uh, to come on, Glenn. So if you don't mind, I'm going to bring um, Craig yep. in. Craig, can you hear us, Craig? Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. yeah. Excellent, Craig. How are you doing, you yes, okay? thank you, yeah. Good, good. So I take you're a Mill supporter, are you? Not, not a Coventry supporter? No, no, I'm a Coventry supporter. Oh, you're a Coventry supporter? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, the the, uh, the the platform's yours. I mean, what do you want to say about uh, yesterday's game? Well, I've took a bit of stick on, on Facebook the, uh, today because I looked at the highlights of the game when I got back. And for me, I felt that Hamer's second yellow was very harsh I felt that he got to the loose ball first mm. and was taken out and yet he's the one that's been given the yellow card and, and ultimately the red I, I think I tend to agree though. I think um, Glenn touched on that earlier as well it was a little bit of a, a, a weak yellow card to give I think what it was it was a combination of a, of a few sort of fouls that he was doing um, during the game in the middle part maybe a, a few you know that he, he could have one or two could have got a yellow card for, but the referee gave the benefit of the doubt. They knew the conditions were very, very hot, and I think that was more the intent. I think where he was trying to stop Bury from um, counter attacking, he kind of took Bury out. You uh, might have got the ball, but I think it was just the, the aggression. And uh, yeah, it was a second yellow. You know, you could argue it was a bit of a soft one, but ultimately it was a yellow. It wasn't a red. I mean, uh, it was a second yellow. If if you actually look at the highlights when Hamer touches the ball, the ball changes direction. He gets to the ball first, and it changes mm. direction. Yeah, yeah, you could you could be right there, but again, referees view. I guess what he sees, maybe he looks more of the intent of the challenge. Rather than the actual touch of the ball, was you actually at the game, um, uh, Craig? Yes, it? yes, he was. What did you make of the uh, the atmosphere? Uh, well, it's my first time at Millwall yesterday. Oh, was it? Yeah. And yeah. What did you think of it? I have to say, I was very impressed. I mean, obviously, oh, good. Gr- growing up, you hear all these bad reports, don't you, about you know <laughs> going to Millwall, watch yourself, don't wear. Your We're a friendly bunch, Craig. Don't stuff. you worry. And from what I saw <laughs> yesterday, not a problem at all. No, uh, again, I think it's just a reputation that sort of stood with us for God knows how many years now, sort of, you know, 40, 50 years at least. And um, that would always um, follow. But like I said, I've been going mill since I was a kid. I've been my, my children with me. Never, ever seen anything sort of bad happen there. I mean, obviously, yes, it's, a, it's an intimidating 
ground and the, and the fans really get behind the uh, the players, which I'm, I'm sure you probably heard by the noise that they make. Yeah. But ultimately, it's all about football in a day. There's nothing nothing um, wrong with that. Um, I've said to Glenn, great compliment on your your team, the, the football you boys are playing, and the. Uh, Way you're moving that ball around, you must be pretty happy with your uh, your, your players up until the moment we um, obviously equalised and stuff. You know, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, that's the football that we saw last season, and some some of the football at times last season. I tell you, I mean, we we went out and beat Fulham and scored scored four past them. I remember and they that. Just, yeah, they just couldn't get the ball, and you know, it was like the, there's not many teams that can play football like that, and. We weren't far off last season, to be fair. Mm. What, think, what did you um, make of the, um, yeah. the Millwall players? Um, obviously, I don't know if you've seen much of them before, but I mean, we had a few players out missing. I know you've had a couple of key players out as well. Yeah. But what did you make of the, uh, the maybe the, the, the football style of, of how we played? Was it good on the eye? Would you say it was a bit sort of a bit shit? I don't know. What was your take on it? No, it was good on the eye. I like Gary Rowett as a manager anyway. I think he plays a good style of football and, you know... Um, he, he's not one of these for long hoof it and hope sort of styles of football, you know. No, I, I, overall, I think it was a good game of football. Excellent, that's good to hear. Um, Craig, just hold there for a second, mate. Um, I can see there's lots of guys uh, waiting to um, to come on. Guys, just I know we kind of mention it every single week. Um, if you are listening to this on your laptop or your PC, unfortunately, you can't request to talk on that. You can listen, but you can't talk. So you need to be on your mobile device uh, in order for you to come on and uh, say a few words. Um, I can see there's a few regulars on their way to come in. Um, although if Keenan wants to have a word or if Dolbs wants to come on. and Oh, Alan. Alan's there. Alan, do you want to come on and say hello? Alan, you there? What's happening, lads? Hi, Alan. How you yeah, doing? Yeah, not You're bad, right? Joe. You good? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, Alan, what's your your thoughts on uh, on yesterday's game? Was you there? Yeah, you I was yet? there, mate. It was my, actually my first game in the season because I've been on holiday. But um, my, my yeah, too. after I the first 25 minutes, well. I wish I'd still in Turkey, mate. To be honest with you, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I think um, I think Coventry come out at at the gate and just kind of uh, we 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 kind of started how we started against Sheffield United, didn't we? You know what I mean? Which is not really like us and. Oh yeah, it was frustrating, and then sort of we kind of was on top of the game really when Cooper got that goal, and we have to kind of thank their keeper for having a bit of a, a mare there, and he coming out in no man's land. But then after that, yeah. I thought he was much improved. And to be honest with you, I think um, the character shown by the boys to come back from two nil down because we ain't done it that much, have we? You know what I mean? So to no. come back and and uh, and and win the game, you know what I mean? In the end, happy days. I, I think their striker is it um is it Gorkes or whatever his name Gorkes. is. Yeah. Mate, what a player that geezer is. <laughs> we were just talking about him, Alan. Yeah, yeah, I've ago. been listening, Chris, mate, to be honest. Like what he 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 got, like he, he played our old defence, he had them in his pocket all game. Every single one. Cooper, Creswell, Wallace, no matter who it was, he was just bullying them. He's a proper, Good, he's honestly. a proper light number nine, him, but with a good bit of mobility and his work rate, and that is is mustard. He is everything that we didn't have yesterday. Every time it was coming up to our forward players in that first half hour, it was just bouncing back off and coming back again. You know what I mean? Where he he plays off, he plays little one twos, comes short, can take players on. Yeah, he was quality. <laughs> It's got a bit of everything. Sort of player that Cooper absolutely hates playing. Yeah, I mean Cooper, yeah, I, a bit of mobility and oh, yeah, he looked movement. like a 
clumsy fucking who kept it up just fouling them all the time, I think, mm. didn't he? You know what I mean? But what, what's yeah, quite worrying is literally, I think it's the first or minute, literally, I think it was the first 1v1 that Cooper had. I can't remember who it was. It might have been him, actually. Yeah, it was him, mate. He took yeah. the ball down the left flank, didn't he? And it, Cooper yeah. looked like he was walking. He wasn't even running. Yeah. But I thought, what is going on here? You know, he just looked like he was about, you know, two yards behind him, weren't he? One it? thing we lacked in that back three for a little while yesterday was pace, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's 100%. the quickest striker, but he seemed to like, he seemed to get away from them all the time, you know? He had the movement, didn't he? He was a very, very clever player. Very, very good little touches, neat little, like, he, as I say, he comes short, can flick the ball round, he can lay little mm. one-twos, or he, he's got a good first touch and then takes his second one away from the player and then he's gone, you know what I mean? Like, cool. It was no, good, good comments. And, and hold there for a second, mate. Um, Kai, um, I see you're, uh, you're there, mate, and um, good to get you on to get a few words. Hello, Joe. How you doing? I'm good, yeah, I'm good How thanks. You? How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. It was a nice little end to the holiday, that, wasn't it? Free to... Yeah. Are you still on holiday? Are you back now? Or... Just on the way back now, so I should pop on for 10, 15 minutes, have a chat. Oh, good lads. Um, well done, yeah, mate. Nice. What's your thoughts good. on the game? No, really, really good. I think that's just... I think it summed up football, didn't it? The emotions of... The rollercoaster of emotions it, it has, you know. I've, I had to apologise in the in the bar many, many times yesterday when I was watching the game. Um for the, the shouting, the, the you know, just talking relevant nonsense about football, um, you know, as you do in the stands sort of thing. And and obviously, 2-0 down, I'm, you know, really, really frustrated as I'm sure many, many Millwall fans were. And then, obviously, when we scored that third goal, we've all celebrated in the bar and everyone's gone, like, looked around, like, what's going on here? Um, but we just went nuts because 2-0 down, you don't expect that, do you, to come back and win 3-2 um, against Coventry side that looked really in, in total demand in, in, the, in the first 30 minutes. I absolutely agree with you there, mate. And um, like I said, I was impressed watching them. I mean, as good as I was to be sort of 2-0 down in the first 20 minutes, you've got to kind of take your hat off to uh, to Coventry where they, they play, where they move that ball back. It's just the speed and the movement was just so good, good on the eye. Um, before we, um, we move over, I want, have, I want to ask something else, Kai, but I've got Dolbs in the background there as well, Dolbs. You're ready to come on in a minute. Because I want to just talk about the players you felt sort of played well, ones that sort of underperformed, Kai. I mean, who was your kind of, you kind of, better players you like that sort of performed well yesterday and whose ones you felt were, were a little bit you know out, out, out of their depth well I thought Tyler Bury I think he's a simple one isn't he but I thought Tyler Bury was superb when he came on uh, for Mason Bennett obviously did gutted to see Benno come off again um, you know just as he looked like he you know last week against Sheffield United even though he didn't get in you know didn't get into the game that much but every time he did get into the game he looked dangerous for us um, and then obviously Tyler Bury coming on who as you say before we, we don't know what we're, we're going to get sometimes when he's a bit inconsistent but Yesterday was the was sort of performance that I saw from him uh, back in February. I think it was when he came on against QPR. Um, you know, really good. Ran, ran, ran. Coventry defenders ragged. They don't really know what to do with him. And I think the most, the best thing about him is he's so unpredictable. What he's going to do? Do you, um, do you think he should start, Kai? Do you think he's ready to start? I mean, obviously, given the, the fact that Bennett's injured now, I mean, do you think he should start? We've uh, got a choice, Joe. Have we even got a choice? Well, I mean, I guess you've got a lefty. <laughs> you can change your system a little bit too. You can play, you know, one up front maybe. But do you, do you think that was starting? Well, I think he definitely deserves to run a games after that. I think, you know, consistency is only built, isn't it, by minutes, isn't it? So, mm. I think, yeah, I, th- I think he is. He does deserve minutes now after that, especially after that. He was he was brilliant yesterday. But, you know, obviously you have to, have to wonder now whether if uh, this, you know, Andres Volkslammer does get cleared for, for Tuesday night, whether he'll, 
he'll go straight in or whether he'll come off the bench. I'd expect him to come off the bench most likely. You'd expect him to come off the bench yeah. he hasn't played with the squad before. But, you know, if he is on the bench, I'd love to see Tyler Bury given a, given a game. I think that game against the Swansea side could be a, a really good, get a really good you know, start for him um, in the way that Swansea sort of play and, and they're, they're sort of, you know, they like to get forward and Bury on the counter-attack could be devastating if, if he, you know, if he works it yeah. well. No, very it's a good, good point. opportunity for him to to, to prove to prove himself because for me, most away games I've seen Tyler in, he just he just looks a bit lost. Uh, yeah. he, 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 I don't know if he's disinterested. He can't get himself in the game. I don't know. But let's let's see if he can. This this to I, me, if I was Rowett, I'd be like, right, fantastic performance, son, man of the match. Now go and back it up, Swansea. I'm going to start you. Go and prove yourself and go and back it up. Chris, I, I agree with you there. I don't know whether he had a slight injury. He seemed like he was limping quite a bit, whether that's just the, the Paul Eiffel in him where he was just sort of limping around the pitch a little bit. But Let's he did look a little, not, bit, <laughs> we don't need any more. a little bit disinterested. He did look a bit lazy. He wasn't really tracking back. But like I said, he was sort of like limping a little bit. Whether that was part of it, I'm not quite sure. Um, just very quickly, guys, we've only got half, we're halfway through the show already and there's quite a few guys waiting. Uh, a few regulars come on and say a few words. So, um, Charlie, if you're ready to uh, come on now, it'd be good to um, keep you on and uh, say a few words. You want to, uh, to talk? Just click on the mic uh, button. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, hi, mate. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, yeah. Yeah, the mic, yeah. The um, hi, mate. Yeah, um, I was at the game, uh, I was at the game Saturday uh, as well. I'm a Mill fan. Um, yeah, I just felt that um, first sort of 25 minutes really sort of sort of we lacked any sort of urgency didn't we sort of I just felt sort of Coventry was sort of, was uh you know getting to all the balls first um yeah we, we were just sort of expecting it to land you know land at our feet um yeah. and obviously uh I agree with what everyone's saying about um uh, uh is it Guy Guy Carez being re- like being a class Very sh- good striker for striker for Coventry um but uh, what what I thought is that um, obviously all praise to the players to uh, like carry on and show that uh, like drive to keep going and obviously end up winning winning the game. I thought when um, I did think though when um, uh, Tyler Bury came on the game uh, came on into the game um, that that, that uh, he did he did really well sort of you know with his pace and you know running you know run. You know, running at the defenders, I think that he's, you know, really, he was a really good player to have in there. Yeah, uh, definitely gave us something, not... something different. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a, a substitute that was planned uh, with, with Bennett going off injury, but he definitely gave us a little bit uh, extra. Um, Charlie, we're going to try and get everyone on uh, on this uh, show in the next sort of half hour. So, great, you know, great comments. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Richard, uh, you requested to come on. Do you want to say a few words? Richard, just click on the, uh, the mic button. There you go, mate. How you doing, Richard? You all right? Richard, you sound like you're in uh, South Terminal. Yeah, hi, yeah sorry. Hi, I'm in London, Victoria. Just been to the cricket. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just, wanted, I just right. wanted to say one thing. Really, obviously, really enjoyed the game yesterday. Even when we were 2-0 down, I had that strange thought, we're either going to lose 5-0 or we're going to win 3-2. So, I don't know, <laughs> it felt that sort of day. The only thing I, I yeah. just can't understand is uh, Malone. Um most of the times when Coventry and even the previous week against Stoke, when they uh, when they were on attack, it was either because Malone had made a bad made a bad pass, or he just didn't go for it. And I'm just frustrated, mm. and I don't know what other people think. I think he's just the one that either's got to really step up or someone replace mm. him. 
Well, I completely agree with you. I don't know if you listen to the, um, the Millwall uh, podcast show, but for the last sort of couple of weeks, we kind of talked about Malone, and I think we've all kind of agreed it's probably more of a confidence thing with him. Um, I don't know if you saw it as well, but I noticed many times yesterday, um, Murray was looking to give him the ball, and he was always pointing the other direction, saying he didn't want it. Yeah. Now, any player that sort of says that three or four times during a game keeps saying, I don't want it, pass somebody else, shows me that he's lacking confidence at the moment. I don't know why. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, do you carry on playing him, hope his form turns around, or do you drop him and put somebody else in there? What would you do, Richard? I would probably, I would probably drop him now, because I've seen some other mm. people say uh, Murray War- Wallace was having a bad game. Well, Murray Wallace is having a bad game because he's got to do the job of two people. So I would probably just try someone else from drop him, drop him for one game. Who would you play there, Richard? Would you move Murray Wallace to left wing back, or would you would you give the young lad Topolo a go? I'd give Topolo a go. I'd give the young guys a go. I think uh, put it this way: I, I think he's either got to give him a go, or we need to find him a, a, a good loan to develop him. He's got to make a decision on him, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Got I yeah, think we could be some competition as well down that left hand side. I, I would, I would like to see us bringing another sort of left sided player in this uh, in this window, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Anyway, I've got to go, so I've got to go and get my train. But Richard, great thanks for coming on, cheers, mate. Thank you for coming on, mate. Safe journey. Callum, I can see you requested to come on. Callum, do you want to come on and say a few words? Callum. You're uh, oh, yeah. on the mic, but when you're ready. Yeah, Hi, mate. How you doing? You yeah, right? I'm good, you? Yeah, good, thanks. Did you go to the game yesterday? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What did you make of it? Um, I think the first half was not, obviously not good, the first. And then, obviously, when Cooper's goal went in, kind of flipped the game around. But I do think that we really missed Hutch. Hutch's leadership in the back line. Um, I don't think Cooper's been performing that great recently, so I think I think maybe we would, could would do you it. would you swap would you swap Hutch for Cooper then would you? Um, or should we go with Rashad Cooper for Hutch? Rather, I, I don't know if I'd the only with Cooper he offers such an aerial threat. It, they usually put yeah. two men on him, so he takes two men out of the picture. Uh, yeah, I would I would probably drop Malone to be honest, uh, and then obviously mm. uh, I think someone said but, a minute ago put Murray Wallace out wide um, left wing back. left wing back. Yeah, because yeah, no, I would I would do the same, and maybe what put uh, what would you put Cooper on the middle? Would you put him on the left? Or put Hutch on the right and Cresswell on the left? How would you uh, rotate the three? I would play Cresswell left, Hutch right, and then Cooper in the middle. Cooper's mobility—he won't be able to play wide centre back. I don't think. But don't even say Callum. Do you remember when Rowett first came in and Cooper was playing left centre back? And I remember seeing him like bomb past. The, the left back, yeah, and sort of overlap and put balls in and yeah. put low crosses in. <laughs> you know, he's obviously can do it. I don't know what's happened. He, he, yeah, I don't know what's happened there. What do I you think? think he's right playing straight lines, Chris, isn't he? I think it's just on the turn. He's a little bit, uh, a little bit suspect, isn't he? Old, old it's like the Titanic, mate, trying to turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, good speech, re- Callum. Just very quick. Well, we got um, Daryl from Mill Museum. Uh, waiting to uh, come on a picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Say a few words. You want to click on the, uh, the mic button, uh, Darren, and come on and say something? Just wait for you to connect, mate. That's it. Just click on the mic button, Darren. On the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, sorry, bruv. How you going, yeah, mate? how you doing, guys? How are you alright, yeah? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are yeah, you? not too bad, fella. Thank you very much. Good, good to have you on. What's, what's your thoughts on yesterday's game? Just a quick one, because Mickey tells me I talk too much. So, uh, <laughs> all it was, yeah, I totally agree with... Uh, Honestly, Tyler Berry just really impressed me. He was he was all over the pitch. Like I understand he's a youngster and he's he's trying to make his mark, and that, that's what you want from a player, isn't it? You know, like you want him to be there and everywhere, and you want him to the crosses he was putting over, the pace that he's got. Like I would have loved him to put that goal in. That that would have made his day, wouldn't it? You know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What did you make of the, um, the 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 kind of well, I guess the performance from from our boys? I mean, yeah. do you think we were below par? Yeah, to be honest, mate. Below, yeah, very very, hot, very much below par. If I'm honest, um, but if he weren't on point, that could have been four four two. You know what I mean? Like or four. You know what I mean? It, so many goals could have gone in, but Bart was on point that day, and I applaud him because. Some of the goals that he saved were amazing. Um, I'll reiterate what they said about um, Coventry's number 17. My God, mate. Yeah, I'd, I'd done him up. He was, he was a player. When I'd done him up every day. My old man was sitting there going, oh, we need him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's everything we he's everything we, we need, isn't he? And you know, the one thing that concerns me is we still haven't had a goal from a striker this season. We've scored five goals at home. Yeah, and we still haven't had one from a striker. striker. I know. It is a little bit unnerving. Uh, the thing is, I've been trying to find out about this Voggy. I actually met him on Saturday <laughs> in that. Um, all I've been hearing is he's not a prolific goal scorer, but he's strong and he's... Oh, great. It's just what we need. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you need, yeah, fam. <laughs> so, yeah. But at the end of the day, sometimes you need that little bit of muscle. Up from the Ab- absolutely. Darren, yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm going to have to uh, let you go, uh, bro, because I've got a couple of guys. Yeah, go on, fella. So no worries. As always. No worries. Catch you soon. Yeah, yeah. Too, Take bro, care. You Philip, too. I can see you're waiting to um, come on, Philip. Do you want to click on your mic button and come on and say a few words? How's it going, mate? You all right? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, was you at the game yesterday? I was indeed. Um, I'm not one to slate any of our players, let alone uh, players of our own growing no, up, no, no. homegrown. But I don't think Billy Mitchell's up to it. Do you not? That's interesting. I think the fan base is quite divided. I mean, I know we've got Dole's waiting on their 
it's going to come on a little while and say a few, few bits for us. But I, I'm a, I have to admit, I'm a Billy Mitchell fan. I quite like what he gives us. I know he's not, not exactly uh, Lionel Messi or Ronaldo, but what he does for us, he does a good job. I think if you look at our midfield three yesterday, defensively, he kind of gives us the sort of the cover, the stability. He keeps it very, very simple. He's good at sort of winning the ball back and give it to the, the, the better players, if you like. Do you not sort of see that part of his game or does that not do it enough, enough for you? I do agree. He does break up the play pretty well, but all, all my uh, criticism is he, he don't look for a forward pass. It's always backwards or sideways or... What, what if what if the forward pass is not is not there? I mean, I looked yesterday. And I must admit, there's many times Mitchell had the ball, and I was and I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of be guilty and, and, and try and look at the faults in him because I can't understand what, what the Mill fans are saying there. But there's many times there's just no runners there for him. There's, I think there's one time Honeyman made a good run. And to be fair, he did pick up a good pass. Yeah. Well, I think I he remember tried to pick out a pull over. Yeah, but unless the players are, are making runs for him, making movement. I think Ray would rather him play the ball sideways or backwards and just retain possession rather than try a, a, a loose ball and lose it. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that that's, that's his game. That that's what he's, he's, he's been brought in to do. Do you not agree? I do agree. I, I do think we need more width going forward as well. There's times where we have the ball in the middle of the park. Yeah. And there's, do you, there's do you, only... think, you feel there's a weakness on that left side? I mean, we've had Rich mention and previously before he had to shoot off, but he mentioned about Malone there, not quite, you know, final cylinders. Would you agree with him? Yeah. He's, I don't think he's up to it either, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> he was decent when we when we had him on loan from uh, Derby. Yeah. And then... Um, he, he seems to have faded a bit this season, didn't he? I feel like, he, I don't know, Ray just caught up with him or something. He just don't seem... He looked a bit off in, in, in pre-season as well, I felt, and he, I think he just carried that on. I, I'm, thanks, Philip. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to AMG, who's, who's, who's waiting on there to, to come in. Um, AMG, who, who, who do you think your man of the match was yesterday, and who do you think uh, uh, sort of stood out from a negative perspective? Hello, Chris. Uh, yeah, good evening. Um, Hi, mate. Hello. Uh, so, man of the match, I mean, to be honest, is, is blatantly obvious as Tyler Bury, and it, we, we were nowhere without him, really, yesterday. He helped turn the game round, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but what I was coming on to say, really, my main point to take from yesterday is, is Gary Rowett's substitutions. And I've, I've been highly critical of Rowett's substitutions, both in personnel and the timings of him previously. But yes, yesterday, you know, obviously he was forced with bringing on Bury on early for Bennett but like Ryan Leonard came on and I mean I, I sit on the halfway line in the um, east lower but there was a tackle he put in down on a corner flag on the far side of the pitch I know the one you're talking about <laughs> yeah, Super yeah, crazy. I think, I think, think about 15,000 Millwall fans liked it as well didn't they yeah it was It was like back the old Tony Craig days of you know he was like last man standing he got the tackle in got, <laughs> got the crowd up yeah Um Obviously, Savile getting the goal, but again, I mean, I wasn't there against Sheffield United, but by all accounts, he was kind of man of the match against Sheffield United from our perspective, and I thought he looked good again when he came on yesterday. And again, it's the sort of first time, really, I've seen Isaac Alafi play of any sort of, st- you know, any sort of level, and I know he was only on for five, ten minutes, maybe, but he put himself around well, got on the end of a few long balls, held the ball up, and I thought, I thought he looked a real handful, so... Yeah, no, against good, my good, good normal. To know. Yeah, we've got a quick question for you. Um, just for for next game, Swansea. What would be your midfield three? Presume we're going to play with number ten, of course. Who would you go with with the uh, the players available to row at the moment? Uh, 
Hudman, Shackleton and uh, Savile would be mine. Again, I like the last caller. Again, I, I thought Billy had a poor game yesterday, to no, be honest. That's interesting you say that. Okay, I mean, just very quickly before we move on to Dogs, I'm sure he, he want to say a few words, but what was your, what was your take on... Uh, in fact, I'll tell you what we'll do. Can we not... Um, we'll have you on there. We'll get Dobbs on there as well at the same time. Dobbs, are you there? It'd be quite nice to have a little bit of a debate here on Mitchell uh, while we're, uh, we're talking about him at the moment. You want to just click on and click on your mic? Um, Chris, can you let uh, Dobbs on? Yep. There you go, Dobbs. When you're ready, Dobbs. just uh, click on the mic button, mate. And uh, we've got AMG there as well, still on. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Alex. Sorry for the. Oh, uh, sorry, Alex. Sorry, no, mate. it's all right. Sorry for the short. Okay, acronym. Alex. So just sit there for for a second, very very quickly. What you, you say about Mitchell? So what what's the the thing that doesn't quite do it for you? Uh, well, as I say, from where I sit on the East Lower yesterday. Um, there was there was multiple times, and he was. I I just felt he was off the pace yesterday. That mm. there was triangle. I mean, I know it's hard, right? You know, and Coventry are not a bad side from what we saw yesterday. But there there was simple triangles going on around him, and he was he was a yard off the pace at every every time. And and I'm pretty sure it led to the second goal, where where there was a pretty simple sort of passage of play that Coventry put together, yeah, just inside their own half. And, and Mitchell, he just played round him so simply where he wasn't picking up the rudder. He was too focused on the ball and the ball mm. went round him in two quick passes and then Coventry broke. And I'm pretty sure that led to them scoring their second goal. That's a very, and, good, very good point, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and, and, and Dobbs, you, you there. What, what do you want to say to uh, to defend uh, Mitchell on, on his performance? Yeah, you doing, Joe? You all right, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your talk, your, your thoughts on on Mitchell? So on, on Mitchell, listen, you know, there, there's he, he had a poor opening twenty twenty five minutes, but I don't think no one out there for the opening twenty twenty five minutes covered himself in glory, did they? Grew, but yeah. for me, I felt him and him and Shackleton were, were were quite poor, but they grew into the game for me. Um, and, and and this is the thing that frustrates me, you know. Just I'm hearing a few bits here about the four pass and stuff like that. And I, I, I had a conversation with someone in the crowd yesterday because that, that for me that's a myth. It's, it, it's someone's kind of kind of got that going around the club on social media. You can't uh, put forward balls forward after time. It ain't there. And uh, yeah, I heard yeah. you. I heard you say it yourself earlier on. After time, it wasn't there. Um, but what he does is he, he's very clever on the ball. You know, he, he, he won't lose possession. He'll hold that ball. If it has to go back, if it has to go aside, as I said before last week, then he'll do it. He'll keep the ball well. But like I said, he seems he still seems to be getting a bit of stick more than anyone. You know, everyone, uh, social media on here and kind of WhatsApp groups I'm in. But our people are digging him out ahead of Malone because Malone was by far the worst player on that pitch yesterday. And, and he is most weeks, if I'm honest. And he's really struggling. Completely Billy, agree. Billy's Billy. challenge, though, Billy's challenge is that we've got centre midfielders now that are coming in for his place. Bar Murray Wallace, Malone is kind of. I know, I know we've got the young lad coming through, but but you know Billy is in a position where we've got these new signings coming. We've got you know international footballs footballers in like George Shabble, chomping at and Ryan Leonard. To be fair, you know I know we're playing him at the right back at the moment, but he is a from my perspective a pretty decent centre midfielder. Are chomping at the bit to get a game in Billy's position. Uh, no, I'm not one of these to sort of sound Billy out. I mean, I had you look back on me on Twitter at the Stoke game, take Creswell out of the equation. He was my man of the match. But I, I just thought yesterday he was off the pace. And when we've got players of a pretty good calibre chomping at the bit for them centre mid positions, 
you know, I, I, I just think we've got better in there at the minute than Billy is. Um, do do you not think, um, Alex, I mean, obviously we appreciate your respect to your comments as everyone on here, we respect everybody's comments on here, but do you not think that's why Rowett picks him over Savile, why he picks him over Leonard in that midfield position? Let's be honest, he's probably, out of all the three midfielders, four midfielders mentioned there, he's probably one that gets picked more often than not. Would you not agree? Yeah, I agree, but he's probably the one out of, you know, take those three into account, he's probably the one happiest to sit and do the dirty work, which which, you know, suit, which, which suits Rowett's um, sort of tactics, if you like. I think so, Rowett really so trusts true. him. Yeah, I think that's what it boils down to. Rowett really mm. trusts him to do the role that he wants him to do. Yeah, um, and whether you agree with that or not is is obviously your your own your own opinion. The thing is, I, d- I don't mind people criticising our players, but it's I, I've seen a lot on social where it's it's more than just criticism. He seems to be a the scapegoat. And B, it, it, some of the words are quite harsh and, and just not warranted for me. Um, I'm going to bring in RM now as well. RM, welcome to the show, mate. Hope you're doing Thanks, well. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for your comments, Alex. Thank you very Cheers. much, Alex. Thanks, Thanks Dolph. What, what's your opinion, uh, RM, on, on, on Billy Mitchell? Yeah, just on Billy Mitchell, I think there's obviously a massive split opinion about him. Some fans love him. Some fans don't like him. So it's quite a split opinion around the club. But in my opinion, just a quick question to all the fans. Would you like to see Billy Mitchell? Obviously, there's a sideways backwards pass going on. Or would you like to see him go forward and maybe take the risk of maybe losing the ball and try and create something, even if there's nothing there? It's it's a it's a good question. It's a good question. Um, I think my view is: do we have do we have a player like that Gorkares? I know we keep going back to him, but it seems like everyone bloody loved him yesterday. Do we have a player that could hold the ball up and be be that sort of focal point for him to to play forward passes? Because is Shackleton playing forward passes? Is Honeyman playing forward passes? Everyone seems to be looking just at Billy. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think everyone's looking at Billy because he's a Millwall, he's Millwall, like he's a Millwall uh, player. He's been through the youths. Everyone's got such a high expectation of him. He, everyone gets on his back, but because we've just brought in Honeyman and Shackleton, they're just new players, so they sort of get away with it a little bit. But with Billy, because there's so much expectation, he's going to be with us for how many how many ever years he is to do well with us. Like it's more pressure on him, in my opinion, than any other midfielder. Yeah, no, we definitely agree, agree with you. And uh, like I said, it can't be easy on, on, on the lad. I mean, you know, he, he is a homegrown sort of player. We, we need to kind of get behind him. Um, and I think he's improving. You know, last season was, was his first real full season where he was getting a lot of game, a lot of first-team football. And um, hopefully with players around him, the likes of um, Honeyman and Fleming when he's fit, uh, will hopefully bring out, you know, a better him and he'll develop and improve more. So really appreciate your uh, your comments there, um, RM. We've only got about 10 minutes left, so we want to try and bring Scott in uh, in a second. So, Scott, are you ready to come on and say a few words? Scott, you, you, you're about... Just click on the uh, the mic button. Sorry, mate. Uh, give us two seconds, Scott. I think Chris is trying to bring you in. Bring you in now. Yep. Should be out of speak now, Scott, mate. Welcome to the show. Just click on the, uh, the mic button, Scott, on the bottom of the fan corner. No, I say we'll get back to Scott in a, in a moment. Um, Chris, I don't know if uh, if you want to sort of just say again a few comments on uh, while we're talking about Billy Mitchell, just a, a very very sort of brief um, your your opinion on Billy Mitchell and how you see him in playing. Um, 
I, again, football's a game of opinions, and that's why we love it, right? Um, my, my opinion is that I don't think it was any worse than anyone else in the first half yesterday. I, don't, I, I thought Shackleton was anonymous, and I like Shackleton. I think he's a superb signing. Um, yeah. But Billy just, for some reason, gets gets picked picked up on a little bit more. I thought he was one of our better players in the second half. I thought only Tyler Bury was was better um, for obvious reasons, and I just I just don't quite get it. The thing is with Billy, and this is one thing that that I will say is that everything goes through him. So yeah. if you was to look at the amount of touches, uh, I'm sure if you was to look at the, the mileage run, he would be the top for everything because everything goes through him. And if everything goes through you, then you're going to be the one that's making more mistakes than 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 others because you you're you're, mm. you're touching more of the ball, so it's just percentages. So I think the the criticisms not really warranted. No. Does he make mistakes? Yes. Is he still learning? Yeah. Yes. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. But I, I, I don't I don't agree with it. Um, Dolves. I, I bring Dolves back in. Um, why do you think he is getting this criticism, mate? Good question. Yeah, it is a good question. I, I ain't got the answer to it, if I'm honest. I, <laughs> it, it, it baffles me. It really does. Because, listen, no, no one gets a free pass just because they, they're a mill boy and they've come through through the ranks. You know, if you, if you pull on the shirt, then, you know, you, you should be treated as, as every other player. Um, but it, I suppose it's the opposite, isn't it? It does seem to get uh, too too much stick. And I, and I think it's just a bit of a trend that's picked up and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. But I completely agree with what you just said there, Chris. I do think he was one of the better players in the second half. Him, like, like you said, Shackleton was was by far worse than, than Billy Mitchell when he opened in tw- 20 minutes. And, and listen, you know, without changing the subject too much off, off, of, off of Billy, but... For me, the opening 20 minutes, everyone says like we lacked intensity and we played poor. And, and, and yeah, we did. But I think that was because we always seem to struggle against sides like Coventry who, who press really quick. We always seem to struggle with it. We always make mistakes on the ball and stuff like that. And I think that was our, that was our main problem yesterday. It took us a while to grow, uh, grow it in the game. Dole, just a, a very, very quick question as well, Dole. I know where you sit and you sit very, very close to the, uh, the dugout. So you've got very, very close. You've probably got a better view than Rowett has of, uh, of Malone where he plays. What what's your take on Malone um, in sort of pre-season this season, the first cup games you've seen him play? I mean, he's not quite final cylinders at the moment. Have you kind of see a difference in him? Is it a is it a, a, an ability? Is he is he lacking pace? Is it a mental thing? What what do you see wrong with him at the moment? Well, I heard someone say earlier on about confidence, and yeah, you know, let's take you back to when we were with you know COVID lockdown and we were in the stadium. That was probably his best period of play for us since he come back to us for the second time without the crowd there. I think he seems to be struggling. I say it sounds strange, but he seems to be struggling there. The crowd's back in there because he hasn't been that same player since we've been back in there. Mm. And, and I do think, you know, he, he, listen, he has got you know, a lot of experience. He's played at the high level. Um, he, he, he's, he's, he's done it before, but I, I do think it's a bit of a mental thing. I think he's low on confidence, but for, for me, I can't see him getting any better. I, 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 I can't see how he's getting picked every game. You know, Rowan must be watching the same football we, we do. For me, you know, top of the year is really worth a go. But I, I, I'd like to see uh, Mo Wallace out there. If, it, if it's a confidence thing, do you, I guess it's like, how long do you give it? Do you keep playing him to try and build his confidence? Or do you drop him, which could go one or two ways, couldn't it? Because it either completely destroys him and the confidence is gone, or it's a kick up the arse. <laughs> I think it's uh, listen. He's had a good run in that side, and 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 there doesn't seem to be any signs of improvement for me. I do think it needs to be dropped, and hopefully he'll he'll 
it'll it, it'll pick up something from there, give him a bit of a kick up the arse to say, look, I've been dropped. You know, I'm I'm not guaranteed my place in that starting lineup, and and he's got to work harder like any other player. But as I said, I'd like to see Murray Wallace pushed out there, bring Hutch back into the centre, Cooper on the left hand side with with, with Crezio on the right. That's how I'd go. Agree, mate. Let's see where we where we end up on on Tuesday in terms of the lineup. Um, I'm going to bring in the East Block. Um, I think I've just yeah that you should be out coming now, mate. Welcome to the show. How you doing? What did you think of of yesterday? Uh, what's your views on Malone? Hello, hello, mate. Yeah, we can hear you. Welcome. Hello, yeah, I just want to go quickly go back to Billy Mitchell. Um, Obviously, some people are saying about it, a bit unhappy that you don't really play many forward passes. But the thing is, is that if you think back to before we started getting inside, you had Ryan Woods, where you basically people complained didn't put any forward passes. And he used to do kind of the role that Billy Mitchell's doing now. So it's obviously something that Rowett is asking him to do because um, it's a role that he likes, basically. So I don't really, Very good point. I don't, think, Very good point. I don't think it's really down to Billy Mitchell. I think he's just going out there and doing to a T what Rowett's asking him to do. Um, and that's probably why he, he trusts him to play the week. And he's cheaper than Woods. Completely agree with you. And I think also, you know, being being a Millwall, well, I, I, I say this and I'm sort of laughing as I'm saying that, being, being a Millwall boy, you would hope that the fans won't get on his back and they'll give him a bit of time to adjust and adapt to, to the role. But it's not quite the case with um, some of our supporters, unfortunately. I mean, again, we've asked this question many times. We've asked the Dolls. We, we haven't got an answer. Um, what's your thoughts and why, why does he get so much um, flack and so much shit from uh, some of the supporters? What, what, what do you think the reasons behind that? Um, probably the same reasons Ryan Woods did, that they don't look at it as he's making mm. the decision. They don't look at it as they're doing what they've been told to do by Robert. They just look at it as 100%. that's what the players are And it, it's, it's not, they've got, to, they've got to remember that players go out there and do what they're told. What would, um, so obviously we've got a bit of a, Selection headache, I guess, for Tuesday, uh, possibly a good one in the centre of the park. What would your three be, given obviously that Savile came on and scored the winning goal? Um, I think Savile needs to play in that can position. Um, and then I think um, Mitchell obviously needs to carry on doing that dirty work. And then um, Shackleton, I'm not too sold on, um, but Honeyman needs to play, so I'd pick, um, I'd pick those three. That's what I'll go with, mate. If I was, uh, I was very, very quickly, um, Eastbot. Before you, um, before we move on to uh, to Callum next, um, what's your take on Malone? Very, very quickly. You sit on the East Block, so I guess uh, you know you, you sit on the side that you, you see enough of him. What, what do you make of him so far this season? Yeah, he's definitely gone off it. To be honest, he never really looked like he was that interested in defending anyway. But then his main kind of stick was, you know, coming forward, getting the ball, providing it, getting the odd goal. He don't even seem to do that now, and he just looks like a, you know. A, just sort of like a pissed up giraffe, really. <laughs> Which is interesting. I think that's what he used to nickname uh, Beavers, didn't they? When Beavers used to play for us, he call him the giraffe. Yeah. I think he's taken over that title. Yeah. It's nice having you on, mate, and appreciate your comments. Yeah. We're going to wrap up very soon, but before we do, we're going to hand over to, uh, to Callum. So, Callum, if you want to come back on and say a few more words again, mate? Callum, are you still there? I think Chris is going to let you on now. You're there, mate. You're there, oh, mate. Yeah. yeah, hello. Um, I was just going to say, uh, I, I put a tweet up. No. I put a tweet up the other day. No, no, yesterday. Um, about Billy Mitchell. No. Can't. Look. Can't quite hear Callum. Try again, mate. Hello. Chris, we, we can hear, we can hear um, Callum fine, mate. I don't know if it's, if it's your end, perhaps. 
Oh. I'm sorry, Callum, ca carry on what you're saying. Callum, you still there? Hello. Hi, Callum, we can hear you. Can you, can you talk? Go on. Hello. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll pop a tweet. Wait, can you? Callum, we uh, can't hear you too much. Sorry, we probably have to um, move on to uh, Mr. HK. Uh, Mr. HK, are you, uh, you ready to come on? Just click on your mic button on the bottom corner. We'll, we'll get back to Callum later if we can. What's happening, boys? You all right? We're good, thanks. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, good, good. What did you make on yesterday's game? Uh, I've got a minute. I've got a minute. I missed the game, but I've seen most of the highlights and followed it throughout the day. I think um, good character to come back from 2-0 down, especially at home. With the crowd, you know, we're not the most forgiving, are we, at the best of times? But um, the boys done well to grind out a result. Um, and what would you what do you make of the, um, the, the the attacking sort of um, options we've got now? Obviously, with a new player coming in, I know we haven't seen much of him at the moment. Do you do you still feel we need to bring in some additional players, or do you think we, we've got an all right squad now? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's been spoken about. I think the left wing back position is uh, definitely needs attention to Malone. I think, yeah, he had a good COVID season when there was no one there. Since we've come back, he's struggled a bit. Yeah. But that brings me forward, really, to the game on what well, against Swansea, maybe Norwich, in terms of a team lineup. I would like to see uh, probably uh, Wallace playing left wing back and bring Hutchins to defence. But in midfield, I think I'll drop Shackleton and bring in Ryan Leonard because I think Shackleton's a bit lightweight from the away game. Leonard's a bit of a He's more um, he gets stuck in, he gets involved. I would I would have him with Honeyman alongside him and Savin a ten. I, I tell you what, I tell you what, mate, did you not think Leonard looked really good in that back three yesterday? And I think he kind of gave us a little bit of legs, bit bit pacey as well. He, I know he made a couple of good tackles. I'm just thinking, I mean, I've still got nightmares over the performance against Swansea, one of the last games of the last season at home at Den. I don't know if you were there, and they had that fast forward up front. I know Chris is gonna remind me what his name is now, but I keep forgetting. Michael Oberfemi. Yeah. And um, yeah. when you look at our back three yesterday, I mean, Cresswell's probably not quite as quick as I thought he was because a couple of times that Swedish player went past him like he wasn't there. Cooper's very static. Murray, yeah, he's, he's got some legs in him. But then bringing Hutchins that back three as well, he's not blessed with pace. Um, we'll be better off bringing maybe someone like Leonard in there, maybe mm. dropping Cooper, putting Hutchinson and, and Hutchinson at the back then and and maybe Cresswell on the other side. I, I just feel we probably need a bit more pace at the back now. Do you not agree? I think you're right. I think, but the thing with, I think Cooper will benefit having Hutch alongside him. He's just got that bit more experience that we're holding guy through. Mm. The last few games, because he's been captain as well, Coops, he's taken that role over as a leader. And as much as long as, he's been there for a while, but he doesn't come across as a leader of men. Um, so I, no. I think Hutch being there will up Cooper's game. But, um, I'd just like to see Leonard in the middle. I think he'll give a bit of bite, a bit of fight in that middle. Honeyman alongside him. Savin at 10 up front. Put Andreas, the new signer, hopefully if he's got clearance with a phobia and just, you know, see if we can just go for it. I think Swansea are beatable. You know, they're not doing all that. Um, so it'd be interesting to yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I uh, think a lot of Swansea fans... Sorry, mate, yeah. A lot of Swansea fans... Uh, Sort of running out a bit of patience with Russell Martin because whilst their football is pretty on the eye, um, it's it's not winning them football games at the moment. So that's something that I think um, hopefully we can we can try and exploit on on Tuesday night. Um, Callum, do you want to try and come in again, mate? Are you are you there? Hello, can you can you hear me? 
Yes, mate. Yes, welcome. Uh, what I was going to say is, um, I agree about uh, putting Leonard in the back three. I think, uh, uh, like Joe said, when he came on yesterday, he looked looked very good in that back three. When he came on, looked very solid. Uh, adds pace. I think I would. I, it's a bit controversial. I think I'd drop Cresswell and play Murray Wallace left wing back, and I think I'd play Hutch, Leonard, and Cooper. That's, that's only because Cresswell struggled a bit at Sheffield United away. I know, I know uh, Swansea won't have as much like atmosphere and stuff. Probably that's no disrespect to them, but I think that Cresswell kind of crumbled a bit. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one with Coops as well, isn't it? Because yeah, defensively, sometimes we we do see him making a few errors when the ball's sort of you know on the floor and as a, as a pace sort of player trying to go around him or something, but. Yeah, in in the air, we we can't deny he is fantastic for us, both defensively and, and in the attacking attacking third, like, which we saw from the goal we, he scored, going to get us back in the game. Um, but I do agree that we need to get Hutch back in there. I think we are lacking a little bit of leadership at the moment at the back. Yeah. Um, whether whether we, we 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 keep Cooper and Hutch in there um, and stick with Cresswell, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I I just I'm just scared that Swansea have got some fast fast forwards. They've got that, that fast striker, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I just feel we need, we need some legs. And maybe having Leonard in that back three, don't know whether he needs to be in the middle or not, but either on the right-hand side. Yeah, no, on the right. Left-hand yeah, yeah. side, maybe Hutch yeah. in the middle, and then put Murray left wing back. I don't know. And I think um, I think I'll start, I know Sable's been thrown about a bit, and I I would debate starting him, but I think I'll go with the same midfield three. I really, I really like so you, you, would you Would you keep um, Sab on the, on the bench then, would you? Uh yeah, mm. uh, obviously I'll bring him on for about yeah twenty twenty maybe thirty minutes just for, yeah. to freshen it up. But I think I, I really like Shackleton. I think um, him and Mitchell. Uh, I know the first twenty five minutes of yesterday's game, everyone said it, it was it was poor from everyone. So you can't really no one stood out. But I think that mm. uh, later on in as the game. Went on. I think they're really growing to the game. I think, I think there's a slight bit of miscommunication. After the second goal went in, I'm pretty sure I saw Mitchell going over to the bench and almost look a bit confused. He's asking Rarick questions as to what's going on with, with the actual. Because f- I, I, I was watching it, thinking, so is Mitchell the one playing in a sort of DM position? Because Shackleton looked like he was playing in number ten. So was Honeyman, and I think I think Mitchell was almost like asking Rarick, "What's going on? Where, where's everyone supposed to be playing?" And then it changed Joe. a little bit. Joe, I, I, um, I was sitting right by that um, and from what I could see, it was Billy Mitchell asking Barrett who was meant to be marking the player that scored the corner. Right, I see. Because um, Barrett is the, uh, um, is the one that does the uh, the set pieces set up. Yeah. So I think that's that's what I could make out, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring Kane in, gents. Um, Kane, I've just given you the, the thing. Hopefully, uh, you can you can join us now, mate. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, all right, boys. Um, How you doing, Kane? You all right? Not too bad, mate. I'm, I'm, you know what? One thing I don't know if anyone's mentioned yet, but the thing that drives me mad the most is about the substitutions that he doesn't make. <laughs> I, 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 think... I was going to ask a question, actually, earlier about that. Why is it he's leaving it to the 80th minute every single time? I don't seen? think he does, um, like Mitchell, and that any favours because sometimes he could do with a little rest, maybe 60, 70 minutes, and then get Leonard or someone like that in. Obviously, it worked out well yesterday, but even, I don't know, Savile or whoever, we needed to change early doors. All right, the 10 men helped us out. Um, but once you got to two all, you, you could see you needed a change. We got a bit of luck and stuff, but I went to Sheffield United away. And that was the same thing there. We seemed to play 
two holding midfield players in a three. And then when you got Sav in a 10, he tends to drop back even further. There's a massive gap between the forwards and the midfield players. And that's why we're not really scoring or making any chances. I know the other yesterday was a bit better, but it seems like that, that, that's mm. what happens. We get backwards and, and we play a five I think, with a three and it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I think if you play with, with the two sort of hold midfielders, you, you're almost looking at one of them to be a bit more mobile and get forward and kind of joining the attacks, isn't you? But mm. when when I think when Fleming's back, and I think Fleming will go back into that number 10 position, we might see Shackleton sort of drop into the CM central midfield position mm. uh, alongside Mitchell, wherever it might be, or Shackleton. And then maybe Honeyman will be the one be doing the, the box-to-box stuff. At the minute, I think both Shackleton and... Uh, and, and, and Mitchell, who are playing there, are, are kind of both playing that kind of sort of defensive midfield position, which doesn't really give us, as you say, enough attacking options, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. hopefully, you know, the next sort of couple of weeks, there's rumours that I think Bradshaw and Flavie might be back at training next week, I think. Probably too soon for them to uh, make the, uh, the Swansea or the Norwich game, but it looks like they're, they're, they're on the mend anyway, which is, which is a good sign. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll get a few of these players back in the team and, and we'll, we'll start seeing a true... Uh, replication of what, what our, our team's about. So, yeah, uh, just, what's, what's, what's your thoughts very quickly on the Swansea game? How do you think we're going to do against them, Kate, before we wrap up? Uh, I don't know. I think I've, we always struggle against Swansea football insides because they tend to hold the ball. I don't know if last season at home we played them towards the end of the season. We struggled. I think that was one of the worst games we, we struggled against. Um, they do seem, seem, we do seem to struggle against them, don't we, quite often. What's your prediction very quickly before we move over to, uh, to no one? Uh, no one likes us. I don't know. I'll take, I'll take a draw. I don't know how. You're going to sit on the fence, are you? You can't <laughs> sit on the fence. I'll take, I'll take a draw. I don't think we'll get anything, so I just think I'll take a draw. <laughs> All right, then. All right. It's okay. Cheers for coming on, mate. We're going to go to No One Likes Cheers. Us, and we're going to probably wrap up. Maybe we might get one last word with Dolge before we, uh, we end this one. So, um, No One Likes Us, you want to jump on and say a few words? Uh, no One Likes Us, Chris, you let him in? Yeah, it's just connecting, mate. Good stuff. No one likes us. You can speak now, mate. Welcome to the show. What's your thoughts on yesterday and how do you think we'll do against Swansea on Tuesday? In, no one likes us. If you're on your PC, you can't talk, unfortunately. I don't know if you're on your phone or not, are you? I, t- I tell you what, Dobbs, are you, are you still there, Dobbs? Yes, mate. Hi, mate. Just very quickly, mate. What's your, what's your thoughts on the uh, Swansea game Tuesday night? How do you think we're going to do against them? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got to remain over it. We, it's, uh, it's, I, I just can't put my finger on why our, our waveform is so different from from our own. But and yeah, we did it at one time. I remember not too long ago. Our waveform was good, and our home form was was pretty shit. It just seems like it's, it's turned around. Why is that? It's even more, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But obviously, when we that one out, then uh, we pitched the lead, didn't we? But. Um, but yeah, no. Listen, uh, listen. We may not fall. I think we we're capable of going there, and you know, especially with, I think the confidence of it, it's the manner of the, the victory against Coventry from going two 0 down and winning three two, coming back like that. It's uh, that's a massive win, and I hopefully take that confidence into the Coventry game. Uh, sorry, the Swansea game on Tuesday night. Yeah, and I think, yeah, we can go there and nick a uh, a one 0 win. Hopefully, a phobia gets off the off of the. Uh, well, off the score score sheet because, like yeah. you said, one, five goals at home and uh, we haven't managed to get a strike when a score sheet. So no, nah, strange that is. I'll, I'll, I'll take one there away. I mean, I, I reckon I'm hoping we'll, we'll get a draw at least. It's going to be a tough one away at Swansea, but I see what if we can win one nil with Foley scoring the winner, I'll be absolutely over the moon with that. But it's a dull cheers for coming on, mate. I appreciate it as, as always, mate. Thanks for uh, coming on. And um, yeah, guys, I think we're we're pretty much wrapped up now. We, we've gone over. 
an hour and uh, hour and ten minutes. Um, no one likes. I don't know if you're still there. I think you might have uh, you might have come off now. But um, Chris, do you want to say anything before we wrap up? No, just uh, thank you everyone that um, was either listening or, or came in and, and, and said a few words. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can pick a win up on Tuesday before we're on telly on Friday. Mickey, do you want to wrap up for us, Mickey? Yes, mate. Well, listen, that, well done, gents. Your first um, your first attempt at, at, at hosting a show. I think you've done superb, mate. Loads of people mate, involved. Mate, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's a piece of piss. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Loads of people involved, <laughs> loads of uh, new callers, and uh, and hopefully you guys and girls uh, enjoy this. This is how it's going to work, hopefully, going forward. Um, it's a live interactive show. You've heard how it goes. You just need to get your voice involved if that's the way you want to do it, or just listen. This show will be going out as a podcast uh, Monday morning, and obviously, if you've missed parts of it, you can listen to back then. But we'll be back next week for that interactive Millwall phone fan show hour. And thank you very much. And Chris. Hi, Mickey. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Cool, cool, cool. Um, right, we are joined today by uh, Glenn from the Sky Blue um, TV channel, which is obviously a Coventry podcast. So before we will... Uh, open up to you guys. Um, we will be speaking to Glenn for the first 15 minutes or so. Um, so anyway, as I said, I'll be sitting in the background. This show is going to be uh, hosted by Chris and Joe, who you know from the podcast. So without further ado, uh, Chris, Joe, over to you. Cheers, guys. Glenn, how you doing? You all right? Um, I've been better. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Listen, mate, I, I think you, you can be quite proud of your, well, at least your first 20 minutes uh, performance of yesterday's game. Um, it, it, it kind of got, you know, I think we got back into it, obviously, when we went 2-2, and then obviously the red card, or second yellow, if you like. Um, you kind of knew the right was on the wall at that point, didn't you, I guess? Yeah, it was, it was, it's a weird game because you don't mm. expect to be 2-0 up at the den. You guys are normally pretty solid. Um, and then we're 2-0 up, pretty much coasting. Not re- You look a bit shaky. You've had you've lost Mason Bennett. And then our keepers decided to do a Superman impression and give it a goal, which he doesn't normally do. He's normally one of the most sensible keepers, like the lad you've got in goal. He's normally pretty I, um... I saw quite a lot of stick for Simon Moore on your um, on your Twitter feed saying um, 
saying about how he, he this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans